Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome back to Social Justice, the American, uh, the New American Revolution. I'm your host, Mike. With me tonight, I have uh, the data man, Chris. So, what's up, Chris? Hey, what's going on? How you doing, Mike? Hanging in there, Chris. Man, good to see you. Good, to, or good to hear from you. Um, also with us tonight, we have our boy Brian. Hey, Mike. How are you? Hanging in there, Brian. How you doing today, buddy? Good, good, man. Good, good, good. Um, our boy Jamal will be joining us for this call as well. He's going to join a little bit later. Just wanted to um recap from uh, yesterday. Um, Jamal, Sean, and I were discussing uh just uh what we could uh what what are some action steps that are necessary that we need to start taking uh now that we see that uh justice hasn't been um, carried out for Brianna and her family. Or if you guys prefer, you know, you guys can like get yourselves acquainted with like, you know, just your personal reactions uh, to the verdict that, that came out on Wednesday where they're only getting one of the officers with a wanton uh, uh, reckless endangerment uh, felony charge, which is not um, you know, it's not murder, and it's not murder for any of the uh of the of the other officers. It's just like this one like negligence charge for this one cop, uh, and all three of them participated in in in, in the murdering of Breonna Taylor. I'm, I'm I might be going too off, but you know that's just where we're at right now today. So if you guys want to kind of talk about just how you felt when the uh when the verdict, or rather when the when, yeah, when the when the verdict was reached, uh, go right ahead and talk about it, uh, Brian. All right. So, um, I uh, I don't know. I was. Uh, I mean, I was glad that there was at least something, but I was appalled in the fact of what it was, um, and the fact that there was no there was no charges for all three of them, um, and that there was no real justice i felt like in in the the course of it um but i was talking to a couple different people and you know i've heard a lot of different stances on it so i i'm kind of confused how to feel i guess but uh, i'm sorry i muted um but i just i was just very shocked by um what it was i wasn't expecting anything big honestly because of how long it took to get there and all the complications that came about with this case but uh yeah i was uh i was kind of shocked by what they uh decided on but i was not surprised hey brian real fast if you don't mind um we don't you know we, we we'd love to hear some of the uh different opinions that folks might have had um in regards to this um yeah so i had uh a, a couple of coworkers that i talked to about and it's it's just uh it's a little bit odd to me i guess how some people think about it um i feel like one, well one of the coworkers said that they felt like um you know the issue is that they're all glorify that the country is glorifying criminals and not in regards to this case but they had stated that they feel like someone commits a crime or someone does something wrong and they get looked at as a hero. 
and they felt in this case that the boyfriend was at fault for firing at the officers and that, um, you know, there's certain things that prove that he, they did announce that who they were. And then there's other people saying they didn't announce and, you know, his thought is we weren't there, so we can't say or justify either way whether they announced or not. So that was one opinion. And I, I kind of disagree with him, but you know, you don't really get into that stuff at work. So I was kind of just like, eh, you know, I get what you're saying to a sense, but I disagree. And we just kind of agreed to disagree is what it is. Um, and then another person had said that they, um, they agreed with the charges that were filed against that officer, but felt all three of them should have got the charges for negligence, but they should have also got in charge with um, injuring or killing, injuring, whatever you want to say, Brianna Taylor. So they felt like something should have been in there saying, hey, this charge is for hitting Brianna Taylor with bullets or she died due to these bullets. Um, and they felt that they didn't murder her necessarily. Well, I, I don't know. The way they're explaining it was weird. They felt like they didn't murder her, but they did. Um, they felt like they didn't murder her because they didn't actually see her and shoot her knowing that it was her, but they still fired and murdered her because of their negligence. So, um, that opinion was a little bit confusing to me. I see what's, you know, where they're trying to go with it, but, um, though it was a little bit confusing to me as, you know, where they actually stood on that. But yeah, those are just two opinions from two people mm -hmm. I work with. Well, I appreciate you. I appreciate you sharing them. Um, I also appreciate, you know, what I'm saying like, you know, you and your coworker finding a way to kind of agree to disagree. So, Chris, um, you know, uh, I know you and I share a lot of similarities as far as uh, uh, when it comes to melanin <laughs> and and whatnot. <laughs> so how would you say like, yeah, first of all, how? How did the how did the news uh, of this verdict affect you when you first heard it? And um, I guess to, to to Brian's point, were you surprised at all? Um, I heard it. Well, I mean, I guess I figured they were gonna once once they started boarding things up early. I figured like the verdict was <laughs> wasn't gonna be good, or well, good to, for lack of better words. Um. And so it didn't come as a surprise at that point, I guess. Um, again, it happens pretty often. Um, we don't we don't see the justice system. I guess I'm not gonna say we. Uh, I believe the minority community doesn't see the justice system in the same light as as uh, I guess we would say the majority are. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't want to say white America because that, that's too generalization, but as the majority um, of America, in a sense. So, uh, yeah. So, like, we this this continues to happen, and in a sense, we're not happy with uh, as a minority community. We're not happy with the verdict of the the things that are happening, and then you have the other side saying, "Well, that's the law, and this is how it works." So your emotions don't don't come into play, and so I, I guess I'm like just numb to it because it happens so often and just it is what it is at this point. And then you're kind of just waiting for the next event to happen, the next thing to happen. So, yeah, I wasn't surprised. And I'm like, I guess, too numb to be angered, <laughs> if that, that makes any sense. No, it totally makes sense, bro. It totally makes sense. In fact, 
uh, I just want to kind of point out, um, even last night, the word numb came up uh, a few times. And I think it's an accurate kind of like, uh, I think it's an accurate for, uh, point of view for people of color to have at this particular point. We don't see that justice for people of color when it comes to like unarmed uh, murder. And I, I, to Chris's point with, or to, to, to the person that, that Chris was, or that Brian was referring to, who made the point about like, you know, they, they, they were shooting, but they weren't trying to kill her. They were trying to kill whoever shot at them. Um, it's still that whole argument gets thrown to the wayside for me because they should have never been there to begin with. Whoever they thought they had or whoever they thought they were going for wasn't in that house. And uh, we now, you know, say have the situation we have because of it. So regardless of whatever, whatever took place, like a life was taken and it was taken by the hands of law enforcement. And we've seen it happen so many times and we've seen people get away with it so many times. Yes, we are numb. And I do feel like there might have been a calculated something behind it to your point chris because they did start boarding stuff up uh, stuff up early on in louisville but i also feel like it's it, it was strategically planned because it happened to be i'm hearing that it was a 33rd or excuse me it was like i forgot the the actual date but i heard it was the anniversary of uh emmett teal uh the case uh being um reached to not guilty for the for the gentlemen that were charged, or the gentlemen, excuse me, the, the, the murderers that were charged with the, the, the killing of Emmett Till. Yeah, uh, I don't, I think that's a coincidence. I don't think it was that, that, uh, I don't think it was that, like, I guess, uh, plotted, I guess. Um, I do, I do think, I do think, uh, after all this time, the verdict was pushed i actually saw something somebody was saying something on, on social media but it's like just before the presidential election and in this type of turmoil and controversy donald trump kind of thrives so this is kind of like a big push for his campaign all these riots and stuff are what's going to get him reelected in a sense because you have even a bigger divide now uh with the minority community and then there's going to be riots and everything he's going to send the military in, and it's just going to make him look good in a sense if he gets it under control. So I think there could have been something on that level in the sense of rushing out the verdict um, because it has been so long and uh, it could have taken longer um, to, to come up with a verdict essentially, but they came up with it now just in time for election time. And and that on that I see is more feasible than them plotting to, to have this decision on Emmett Till's uh, the same date as Emmett Till as the people in Emmett Till case were acquitted. Yeah, I can see that happening. And yeah, like I I can also understand like nobody wants to go to that dark place where they're kind of like, you know, this is this is this is exactly what it is. And they got and they look like that dude from um uh whatever that show is and he's got like all the all the maps out like suspects and everything and it's like crazy like conspiracy yeah. theory stuff. <laughs> like nobody wants to be it. Charlie Day, that's it. Charlie Day. <laughs> but um so I, I guess I want to speak a little bit about like what the riots look like. So they did start boarding stuff up um like earlier that week and like going towards that weekend uh when they uh when they knew that that uh the verdict was was coming out. 
Um, and I've heard, I did hear something about two officers being killed yesterday. Uh, no, I think they were just yeah. shot. Or shots, yo, shot, yeah. Excuse me. All right. So, two officers being shot yesterday. So, I just, I don't know the whole stories behind those. Um, there wasn't enough time to jump and catch that, uh, catch that story. But, I mean, I don't, I hope that people re remember as, as much as that, you know what I'm saying, as, as aggravating as this is, um, you know, we're not doing um, anything that would uh, paint, paint pictures of us in a way that would, you know, uh, confirm stereotypes that are misleading about the, the general like majority of all of us. So, um, but at the same time, I also don't want to dismiss if if we've come to find out that the cops may have been acting out and these people felt the need to defend themselves. So I, I, I'm going to hold my particular opinions, but I, I, I'm just kind of like pissed or, or rather just really upset that this is what uh, like this level of uh, violence is only happening because, you know, we needed people, we needed to see justice be carried out. We needed to see a verdict that was going to show us uh, that that um, that we do matter and that they can't just indiscriminately kill us whenever they please. And we didn't get that. And I just don't feel like we're in a place where we can uh, we can recover. Oh, so uh, I want to just say what's up real quick. Uh, what's going on, Dave? How you doing, brother? I'm just listening, um, thinking real hard about what I say next because I don't know if anybody gonna like it. I'm 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 happy to give you the floor, man. I'm happy to give you the floor. Um, and honestly, you know, just speak from the heart, brother. Um, I'm happy. I'm just happy that you joined us tonight. Nah, I mean, you, I already told y'all what's gonna happen, and people gonna start getting shooting back, and people not understanding that. They think every time I say it, it's like, oh, like he's bugging or. He's wilding out. No, I'm not wilding out. I've told them that this, the more this stuff happens, the more there's going to be a war. It's going to be a civil war. It's going to be between the South and the North, the way that Trump is running everything, the way that this happened to happen, the way it happened, period. Because this man, the attorney general for Louisville that even ran the case for it, was on Instagram already promoting the fact that he is for the cops and by the cops and will hold them down because they helped him get elected into the position that he had. So no matter what was going to happen or no matter what kind of case it was, it was biased from the beginning. So you got a biased case from the beginning, period. Like not even like, not even just from the fact that you he should have excused himself out and let the feds do a total investigation outside. But the reason he did it was because he wanted to hold the cops down uh, automatically. That's not even, that, that's just the beginning. On top of the fact that besides the uh, uh, Brianna dying from a shootout that should have never happened, even if someone is shooting at you in their house, the cops have every way, that's one thing if you shot one bullet back. Hey, hey, where the police? Announce it again, something like that. There's so many things they could have done. Instead, they kept shooting till no return. 
got freaking a whole dead body for no reason. No matter what way you look at it, this was not supposed to happen. If it was a no-knock warrant, if it was a knock warrant, if they stood outside for 10 minutes, if they were outside for three seconds, people keep trying to come up with all these kind of excuses and kind of things. The law says this. That's right. The law said that. The law also used to say slavery was the right thing to do. So in what world do we keep listening to the law and keep abiding by it? Then you wonder why people, cops are starting to get shot at now. And then there's also going to be the thing, oh, they shouldn't shoot. You know, the cops have nothing to do with it. They do. <laughs> the whole system does. No matter how nice that cop might have been in, in real life or the two that got shot or whatever. Your job is to be there to put people down that are protesting against the fact that someone did not get justice that deserved it. And if I'm willing to give $12 million to somebody because I feel like their 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 case was valid, there is no reason why their killers should not also be validated the same way. You put a fourth-level felony on somebody, the walls got more justice? Yo, they shot the walls, and that's what he got. That's what he. That's what he got jail for for fifteen minutes because he posted the bail and was out chilling. Like, it don't make well, sense. You nail, you nailed that to the wall. Yeah, like, like, yeah, I, I agree. Like, I agree. Come on, man, it don't make sense. Uh, None of, like, you could just you could just look at the if even if you was not even a lawyer and you just look at the whole case, none of it makes sense. Even the fact that they changed it to a uh, no-knock warrant after the warrant was already issued. The fact that, again, that you was mentioning just a little bit ago that they were not even supposed to be at the house in the first place because the person they were looking for, her ex-boyfriend, was already arrested. Which, when you're issuing a warrant, there should be there's supposed to be a level of communication that tells people, hey, hey, he's not there. Just letting you know. Don't, don't go. <laughs> All right. Well, you went already. All right, well, damn it. All right, how do we fix this? Heard about that his her mom, I don't know if anybody read about this, but that her mom went to the house looking for her. They told her that she was out, that they, they took her to the hospital. The mother went to the hospital to try to go see her. She wasn't there. Went back to the apartment. They had snuck her out already dead. Did anybody else read that? No, I, I haven't read that, but one surprised me. That's insane. Yo, what would you do if your mom came through and tried to check on you after hearing some shit and she couldn't find you because, you, number one, you're dead. Number two, the fact that they lied about it. You didn't even get to see the body, yo, till the funeral. Like, come on, man. That's crazy to me. That's crazy to me. I had no idea. I did not read that. So that's that's nuts. But getting back to our original point, um, the show that the show was the last night show was real heavy. Like we went we went off. Um, and we 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 even we even barked on each other a little bit. But it was it was in the realm of something that was necessary. And I feel like rather than resist it, I wanna I wanna give it the, a better chance to kind of flourish and actually get somewhere. Jamal and Sean and I were talking about action steps. What action steps we need to take in tandem with just like with beyond just protesting and stuff. Some of the things that came up. 
was financial literary, uh, literacy courses. Um, uh, I was a little resistant to that at first, uh, but kind of understanding that the where they're coming from and like it, it, it makes all the more difference versus uh, rather when it's coming versus uh, uh, like it showing up in the form of like uh, in an unemployment office. It's it's insulting. I can see that, and but like you know, but if if we're talking about protests and stuff like that and people are also like marketing or not rather marketing but like networking their their um their financial literacy courses or like you know debt help or debt relief kind of stuff like anything about financial burden and relief and like helping people get to a different like place or get to a different platform that's useful maybe garnishing um funding to kind of like put towards like you know um uh you know uh, community initiatives in town instead of relying on the city for them like the people came together and and and, and with their own funding and put and put together their uh you know what I'm saying their own their own resources or resource management systems uh that was something that came up um the protest uh part said uh, came up to like I was saying I was saying uh civil disobedience it seems to be a little bit more effective disrupting um uh, uh foods uh food supplies being um driven to cities or disrupting um, uh, public transportation uh, by uh, like having too many people occupy spaces. I saw, I heard something about folks uh, standing in the middle of door uh, of the train doors as they're closing and kind of staying there. And no matter what the conductor said or people said, people just stayed there and this did not move. Everybody that was on the train was kind of, well, mostly everybody that was on the train that day was hip to the idea of what they were doing. And so, like, there's, like, a real flux of people that kind of stopped subway cars from moving for, like, two hours. Um, it was a pretty cool moment. It was a pretty cool moment. Um, but there still is, like, risk with that, especially now that we have situations that are happening in Louisville where Trump is going to use that kind of stuff to weaponize what it looks like to protest. And there's still we're, we're, anybody who goes out to protest in, in this climate whether it's peaceful or civil disobedience, but it's probably most likely civil disobedience will probably end with like some sort of violent apprehension, if not like, you know, accidental or uh, occupational murder. Can I jump in? So what are you asking now? Can oh. I jump in? Absolutely. Jamal, what's up? All right. So to continue, I guess, <laughs> what we're talking about. Um, basically, for you guys, what what's the next step that has to happen for us to see change, basically? So Mike was saying, um, you know, protesting is phase one, you know, and then after that, civil disobedience um, to show that we're not playing these games anymore. Um, so before I go and go crazy, does anybody want to say what they believe the next step from the civilian standpoint needs to be? I'll go after you because I still need to understand exactly what y'all going for. Copy. Okay. Brian, Chris, you guys want to jump in or should I just go? Um, I'll go. Um, well, actually, mine's going to be real short and simple. Um, I don't, I don't really know <laughs> the best step to be honest, because I feel like, uh, 
nothing seems to be working, but I will say one thing I don't think is going to work is what um, Mike just said as far as disrupting other things, because if Trump is president for another 40, four years, God willing, he's not. But if he is, and during this time, if anyone messes with that stuff, just like Mike had just stated, he is going to weaponize that with every single anything that he can to make everyone's life a living hell and there is going to be no positive change set forth and i know he can't control everything and do everything and you know obviously and we all i think know that but um his rhetoric and his negativeness towards you know everybody that doesn't agree with him and um i actually watched him today he was on facebook as i was scrolling and um, he was saying about how, you know, we're going to make America or we're going to keep America great again. We're going to make America affordable again. We're getting like he just said all these different things. And I think anything that he can use to weaponize that he will. So I just don't think that is the uh, the best scenario um, is, is to do any of stopping traffic, food supply, anything like that. I just don't. I don't know what the real answer is, but I just know the way he is, he's going to tear everybody up and just make things worse for everybody because that to him is like a, a, a pull sign at his string to just make things more worse for the people that are struggling. Um, so that's just my opinion on, on that. But I, I, I honestly want to hear what you guys have to say and what you guys think because I honestly I don't know um, what the best step is at this point. What about you, Chris? You still with us, brother? Oh yeah, I'm still here. Um, yeah, no. Nah, the next next step, I I would have a personally, it would be just like a list of demands of of like straight up raw cut on demands. Like this is what we want, and I think at this time is is it. If it it depends on on the outcome you want, uh, the riots. I really do think the riots and things are going to propel Donald Trump into a next presidency if it happened, um, well, which it is happening. And so, if, if that's going to be the route, then you you kind of you can't renege at this point. You kind of got to go through with it, with whatever you're rioting now. If that's the thing that's going on, you you can't take your foot off the gas pedal, but. I would do it more strategically in a sense of uh, not so many riots, not so many burning down, but but uh, but like a different type of warfare in a sense. Um, obviously, a monetary warfare. Um, find ways to do that monetarily. But uh, I was I was looking at something. I was it was a documentary, but it was pretty much saying like like uh, Russia pretty much controlled. They they pretty much destroyed us in a war without even shooting off anything without destroying anything by meddling in our our, our presidential election uh, so there's like technolo technological warfare there's different things that you can do uh, that would actually hurt worse than destroying buildings um, you know destroy the economy in, in so many different ways but but just straight up going through towns destroying stuff it causes too much too much of an uproar and it's going to draw too much of a division which in the sense of that's what the right wing once in order to get the presidency so to avoid that i would i would probably do something 
uh, I don't know, band together, do like computer hacking or something with, with the government systems or something that's silent, that that's kind of like untraceable. And just sit back and watch it, let watch things burn down, and what, and and just keep doing like a like anonymous attacks, and keep doing things like that. If, if it were me doing the, the type of protesting I would do, uh, yeah, and and that that actually would hurt worse and, and stumble the economy worse if that's the goal of it. But that's kind of where I'm at. Um, I'm kind of. I'm in so the happy middle. you're here. Um. Okay. <laughs> so I'm so happy you're here. <laughs> <laughs> All I thought about was that show that was on TBS. What's it called? Um, the, the Mr. Hacking. Robot, Mr. Yo. Robot. <laughs> and I was just thinking about how Chris is behind the computer, just going off, and like the Pentagon just shut down, and I'm just there, like, damn, he did that from his computer. <laughs> so to to get uh, a little clarity, Chris, you would go with the list of demands. And then if your demands aren't met, you'd pretty much burn the bitch. Uh, excuse me, you'd burn it down. No, there wouldn't be any burning. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Well, internally. No, not well, not no, the, the reason the reason I say that the reason but, I say that and cover up the burning is because um uh what's his name from Black Lives Matter movement said burn it down and it got a lot of backlash just in saying burn it down as a liter and people took it in a literal sense. So Mm-hmm. You kind of got to choose your words wisely. That's why I wouldn't use burning it down. But, but uh, yeah, crippling the economy in a different way, um, which would hurt everyone. It's like essentially, uh, it's kind of like, like the pandemic, if you think about it, um, mm-hmm. how that destroyed us without even like it, it put the whole, the whole world under by just literally a, a virus put the whole world under or everybody's economy was destroyed and everything. And it's those subtle things that people don't, they don't typically think of. Like everybody, when they get mad, it's rage. So they immediately got to destroy stuff like punch things or whatever. But it's the little things like that that actually hurt worse. You know, if you shut down the, you shut down power, think about it. If you shut down Facebook for 10 minutes, you know how much money they lose? Exactly. And you can do that by just pulling a plug, <laughs> essentially, like more or less just pulling. Like it's not that simple, but like just like cutting down electricity kind of does that. Like, no, you, you know what I'm the saying? Right you don't, plug so. really could pull something down, bro. <laughs> the right plug in the right place. That's the difference. A so main server, unplug a main server. Watch how much stuff go down <laughs> real quick. Like, you know, it's, it's funny that you say that because that's with you said it a little differently, but that's kind of what. I was saying yesterday, and that is what Sean was saying as well. You know, if you go on with anger, you know, you're just going to rage. You're just going to riot. You're just going to protest, but you're not going to really think outside of that. You're not going to figure out what plan B is. And I can't tell you what the plan B of Black Lives Matter is, um, which is, I guess, sad. But so I, yeah. I, I, th- I think it's more the fact that they don't their plan A. They keep trying plan A and plan A. Every time it doesn't work, they just keep trying it, hoping it works. It's like, it's like, oh, if I protest longer and more, more effectively, it'll be more effective. Or maybe if we protest differently, it'll be more effective and it'll be, but it's still protests. It's not a movement that's going to do something to cause a reaction. Then the only reaction this is doing is giving Trump power and more or less making us look like we're all savages, even though we're not. Right. And and that's the worst part of it. Even though they're trying to do the right way, because the right way is supposed to be protest. That's the right way, right? That's the lawful way. That's the 
peaceful way. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it's not doing anything. That's like well, if that's I, it's, huh? it's primitive. Like yeah. you think about yeah. it. Protesting yeah, this way is is was the only way you could do it back then. Now the it's just is, so many different ways. But the thing is, even when you did it back then, it ha- it took people dying to get some kind of change. Because until Martin Luther and Malcolm X really died <laughs> and got shot up, that's when the protests and the riots happened. And it took burning down a whole bunch of stuff for them to change. But see, they kind of grew from that now. They don't give a fuck. Like, to be plain, straight, and forward. Well, if you burn down a building, they'll build another one. <laughs> well, that, but that, that's going back. The reason, like, you have to think, people are, like, overlooking things, right? So you take it back to how they protest back back in the in the day. Um, they, they weren't as connected with the world. Like, world income wasn't as massive as it is right now. So, like, right now, right. you can make money from all over the world sitting here. So back then, destroying a building really hurt the city. Right. They, they had to rebuild it. There wasn't, right. like, there's... It was so much stuff that had to go on just to rebuild mm-hmm. the one building. Nowadays, everything's remote. Everything that building doesn't really matter in a sense. It's gonna be. It's insured. Number one, it's gonna be rebuilt. And, and at that point, it was just like worthless. Like yeah, it, it caused a little bit of attention, but it, it's still worthless because like all it did was still, cause like a look. You know, like a look. Like oh yeah. damn, we burned that right. building. Damn, like and I feel okay, like well, a lot of the protests. You know, are the sports a lot of the protests are look at me. Look at what I'm doing. You know, right. that, that's my personal opinion. I'm not saying that's what, maybe that's not what people are doing, but that's just what I see. It's It seems like it's just not doing anything. We've right. been protesting this for years. This isn't a new protest. This isn't a new fight. It may be a new group of people doing it. It's the same fight. Right. The same fight that's been happening. Now, so, what, so, so what's your, so, so what, what's the next step? What's your opinion, your full opinion, Jamal, before I give mine? So my, my opinion is go hit them in the pockets, period, end of story. Right. So first, we're not burning anything down. There's no need to burn a goddamn thing down. There's no need to physically touch any of that stuff. Instead of, like I said this yesterday, and I stand behind it. Instead of going to stores that are popular, Walmart, Targets, um, Stop and Shops, uh, Publix, or you know wherever you live, you have a supermarket, go to the local minority business. If all the minorities stop shopping where the, the people who really make the money and make the change shop, then they're going to lose a huge chunk of income. The same with the MTA. I know Mike just said, you know, people stop trains for a couple of hours. And like Sean said yesterday, you're right. They lost money for a couple of hours. But guess what? You guys then got on. The, you guys paid to, to stop the train for a couple of hours. And then you're going to pay for the train tomorrow. So it's not doing anything. So if you didn't take the train and if all minorities didn't take the train, they found other forms of transportation. MTA would be like, um, man, what are we going to do? There's a huge problem here. You know, like if you if you inconvenience people in their pockets, then you're going to see change. Then it's going to be like, well, listen, we we really need we need that revenue. You know, we can't live without this revenue. We have to make some kind of a change. So and I disagree with, uh, with with the notion that I wouldn't even be protesting. I would X that out to be completely honest, because okay, again, it's just giving Trump weapons. We need to take his weapons away. If we take okay. all of his weapons away. And we show people like we're not we're not here causing anyone problems. 
Not at all. We're going to the minority business. We're going to a minority bank. We're just putting our money in a different bank. We're, we're using different insurance. We're using, we're shopping for sneakers in a different place. We're buying our groceries someplace else. Like, what, what is Trump going to say? I'm, I'm sure he'll find something to say, but like, who's hurting anybody? Nobody. No one's physically hurting anybody. All we're doing is shopping someplace else. And then okay. they have no choice to listen when they don't have the money to control anything. And also, by putting money in minority businesses, that helps the community that you live in. You know, there's so many levels to this, though. Like, cause, cause it's like, cause it's like, I agree with Jamal, but at the same time, I know what's gonna happen in other ways too. So you gotta. So it's like, okay, we do that. We make sure our money goes to only minority businesses. We make sure our small businesses grow. We make sure that we take care of this and that. We don't shop at Walmart, Target, any of the big corporation people. We try to we try to limit it as much as possible, you know. We, but the thing is that these people, you got to first educate before you can even do that. And I think that's the bigger issue in it all. How, if I was to edu- if I was to tell someone tomorrow, yo, we need to shop at this deli instead of um. That makes the sandwiches instead of Subway. And the person go, but yo, like, Subway got the two-for-one special, though. And you're like, nah, but you got to understand this is going to help help us in the long run. A lot of people, unfortunately, aren't educated enough to understand why you want to do that. So you're there sitting there trying to explain it. They, meanwhile, they're getting hungry. They're like, you know what, forget it. I'm just still go for this two-for-one here at Subway. Like, just because it saves me money and just for the fact that I don't even have enough money to actually do what would be Jamal's plan. Now, not to say that it can't happen, because if you educate enough people and if we get enough people that do have the money to do that and to actually afford to be able to keep shopping outside of Walmart, outside of Target, actually put all their money together in the in the minority-owned banks and actually take it away from Chase, City, Wells Fargo, Bank of America, all those big-name banks that people have. You know, keep using the smaller ones. Keep using the up-and-coming businesses. Support up-and-coming businesses the way it properly should be. This is a great plan. We'll We'll be able to stop so much stuff. But then what also happens? Then you also affect the people that don't know where to work except Walmart. So then Walmart start firing people because they can't afford them or they say they can't afford them when in reality, they just trying to keep their profit. But, you know, to be fair, that's what's going to start happening. Then you got to hope that the people that's also supporting the minority businesses are also have a way to support those people that are being fired and the lower class people that are being terminated and all this other stuff, because now Walmart target all these places don't want to uh, afford these people and they could fire them for anything. It's not like they have a way to fight back or to be like, oh, you're firing me even though you can't afford me. That's not my fault. You need to figure it out. That's not what's going to happen. So it to me, it's just so many levels to this. And it has to be so strategic in a way that it would basically work without destroying all the lower class people that rely on those places also like or or we educate and we get those people out of those places into better jobs and then it could go from there but that would take 
a long time. How do we react immediately is the bigger question. And to me, the only one who had an immediate way to fix it would be a bunch of hackers, and I'm still on Chris' side with that. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Like, so Jabal's plan is nice, and it is effective, but the problem is there's so many levels mm-hmm. to it, and there's other things that would happen that would that could fuck up other uh, in other ways. Not saying it couldn't happen, and I wish it, it could be. It, it's a great way to do it. But is it really reality and is it really uh, something that could be affordable to most people? Well, and I just want to jump in and say, too, unfortunately, a lot of people only look out for themselves this day and age and don't sit there and look at the other person and say, hey, let's all you know do this together to make a change. You know, if someone wants to shop at a store, they're going to be like, I, I don't give a fuck what you want me to do. I'm going to do what I want to do because I want to do it. So. I think that I would mean, be another but, problem is trying to get everyone on board. Not everyone's going to want to do that, you know? But well, I mean, I, I mentioned wish it that. would happen, but... No, look, look, I, I mentioned that. I did mention that. I did say, you know, oh, okay. to convince the next person. But the thing is, is that if we, everybody's educated enough, they will understand why the bigger picture is necessary. But oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that point. No, that's true. Being, yeah, no, being... You get what I'm saying? But most people are not educated. And those kind of people that are selfish... Honestly, you'll be surprised how many people are unselfish also, though. So there are people that will be willing to join in on the plan, but you got to educate them to understand why the plan is necessary. Because if people could save money, a lot of people are cheap, and that's more the bigger issue. Not even about- I don't have that. I don't have that faith in our people, Dave. I, 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 not our people, but like, people, like humans in general. I, I don't have that much faith in humanity, my man. But I, you know, God bless you, man. I, I hear you that not there are some folks out there that are genuinely um, unselfish people. No, no, no. I'm not uh, saying they. I'm not saying it's everyone. I'm saying they do exist. Oh, I'm just saying they do exist. I'm not saying it's every single person. I'd be lying out my ass if I said that. In fact, I'm pretty sure someone was cheap today on this call, and we don't even know it. Like, uh, <laughs> I'm cheap. I ain't even gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not mad. You so, get what I'm saying? So come on. I get start I get what all y'all are saying. I I do Vote. agree with the voting. Um I just wanted to make a point um with the protest just to speak to uh, a couple of points I heard. I don't think that there's any like I think protest serves its, its need. At the very least, you know what I'm saying, mass gathering and um what's it called? A mutual sharing of uh exchange exchange of uh, expression of uh disdain towards any issue, whether it's political or social injustice, that's that's necessary. Okay. There's some folks who okay, may wait, never wait. have hold on, hold on, let me just All right. there's Finish. some folks out there who yeah. don't necessarily have any other means to um explain like, to, to show up. Um, and 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 be able to um you know what I'm saying participate as they see it in some sort of active uh active um uh way to address uh the 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 injustice and the oppression. Like again, I'm not saying that protests aren't necessary, but the problem I have is the way people are protesting is not necessary, and that's the real truth, and that's what sucks, and that's the real thing behind it. What they need to do is initiate bigger, 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 bigger protests. And I'm talking like march on um, like bus boycott protests, not 
boycott for the day only and then tomorrow I have to do it again and just use it anyway protest and I think that's more what Jamal means it's not he's not saying it wouldn't work at all he's just saying that it doesn't work the way they're doing it now <laughs> and the way they're right. doing it now is only basically giving fire to a guy who don't need fire he already burning <laughs> so right. I'm just going to explain that 93 percent for example when okay. when that happened and the protests were massive that seems more efficient than how people are protesting right now. Because, for example, for where I live, I'm not affected at all by any sort of protest. So if there are any people who make changes anywhere in my route from anything that I do, they're not bothered at all. Nothing's going to change because you see something on the Internet. Nothing's changing. It's not big enough. It will have to be something that takes over multiple states at the same time for multiple months. Like, not just a day not just a time literally everyone if everyone was to stop taking buses every single day for a couple of months all the changes would happen because all the bus companies would be failing they were going to put pressure on the congress to do fucking something or else and the fact that it's going to affect people in congress pockets because i'm pretty sure they got shares in the government or shares in that company for some reason but it has to be something massive that way and they're not doing it that way the protests are good. It's good to have a cause and it's good to have attention to it. But the thing is, it's like, all right, Black Lives Matter. Um, damn, I got to take this train tomorrow. Let me get my Metro card. Like, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> if you're going to do it, you got to do it fully. And a lot, of these people, in the pocket. a lot of these people are not going to be fully into it the way they want to because, unfortunately, they're not going to be willing to sacrifice that much to do that kind of protest. That kind of protest takes mad sacrifice. Damn, I really can't take the bus. I got to leave two hours early to get to work now. But you know what? At the end of the day, I'm going to do it because there's a bigger cause behind it. For a couple of months, I'll sacrifice. But how many people could really say that or do that? Well, and can, and can they afford it is the issue. Uh, yeah, right. Like I said, yeah, because that could really do it, you know? Yeah. So I just wanted to point out a couple of things just real fast. Now, um, 93% of the protests this year that have been happening in response to like the, the murders of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and, and the rest um, have been nonviolent. And um, there had, you know what I'm saying, there has been violence at them. And particularly some of those particular protests were white supremacists killing uh, protesters for Black Lives Matter. Uh, but beyond that, about maybe six, 7% of those particular protests you know that were violence and turn it that turned into riots are the ones that got televised. So I do want to make a point to say that that particular snapshot is the narrative that's getting pushed to uh, fuel Trump's um, you know uh, rhetoric. But I don't necessarily believe that because of those images and whatnot that we should be able to like that we should start falling into that narrative, especially because you know what I'm saying we might not have enough personal experience with it like as somebody who's been actively on that scene i've seen how these protests work and i've seen how a lot of um a lot of them have gone and i've seen a lot of like you know what i'm saying the what happens in the aftermath and what happens after after the protests uh disperses and whatnot uh you know while i admit that definitely you'll never you're not going to really see something along the lines of what happened like the like when George Floyd died and and we saw that massive influx of people for that first general like week in in June I think it was, uh, but um, 
what you will see is people consistently coming out and still protesting like you did when you saw people that were boycotting like with the uh, with the boycott so i'm just saying like i've been saying for a while i um i don't disagree with anybody's points i do believe we need to hit them in the wallet i do believe we need to educate ourselves from difference to equivalence i do believe all of those things are necessary for us to be able to uh tackle white supremacy and tackle uh racism and not just those specific things too but also the the, the things that are affecting the entire planet that being said i do believe protest is one of those things that uh that that belong in that discussion and, and on that table and it has its place Again, and, um, I know, I, I know you're not saying. I know you're not saying because I feel like I feel like I feel like you feel that there no. were like I can't. I, well, I'm not gonna speak for everyone, but I know for myself, I'm telling you because I went to them. I understand how important they are, but you gotta yeah. understand the way that they're happening to me is just not right way that's needed to make an effect, and that's all I'm mm -hmm. saying. What it, what you do is imme is is immensely important. But the way it has to be done is different now. That Those times are over. The times where we go out there and we stand and we salute and we, you know, we go on our knees and we protest and we do it. That time is over if we're not doing it the proper way. Unfortunately, the only way these people care is when it affects their pockets now. And the thing um, is, because I they're agree. pockets. All right, right, right. But, but the thing is, is that I just don't want you to think we're saying that protesting doesn't work. It's just that it's not working if it's not effective. And it's not effective right now. It's not. But I feel, but I personally feel like with the protest, with the, uh, with the boycotts, with the financial lit, with the awareness programs, with the shopping at black businesses, all of these things have to happen simultaneously if we are to see uh, the effect. When we talk about action steps, right, which is exactly what we're all talking about, it can't just be one um, initial, like, everybody's going to be taking their steps or, or steps towards whatever. Um, whatever that may look like, um, they're going to have to take, and like, they're going to have to take their own steps. But the initial thing is, if we know what those steps are, and all of them, and we, and you know what I'm saying, nobody's, like, uh, and, 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 we're, and we're acknowledging that they all have to happen all at once if we're actually going to see that type of change. Then I feel like that's the modality we got to be in, and that's the that's the thought process that that kind of occurred to me, um, as I you know what I'm saying as I had time to think about you know what I'm saying last night's discussion, which was we were so we had all had great ideas and we all were rifling them off and then we we're also rifling off why they wouldn't work, but the reality of it is nobody ever said and we and we should have thought about it because this is this is the whole basis of how we're even able to come on this podcast and do what we do. We all came together with different ideas generating at once. And all of us are greater than the sum of who we were when we were by ourselves. But we're all moving to we're all moving in different directions, but we're all moving in the same direction, but all we're all taking different steps to get to that place. Because that's like that's the role that we're in. Um and I do feel like that's that's the that's the point I want to make. I feel like each of those steps that we're on have to happen all at once. But they also have to. We also have to recognize that those those steps happen to also be our roles, our jobs, our duties, our responsibilities. You know what I'm saying? Thank you for listening to Social Justice: The New American Revolution. Make sure you tune in tomorrow for the latest episode. And if you want to be heard, email us at the socialjusticepodcast at gmail.com.